This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. And yesterday they announced the bands that are going to be per- performing at Bonnaroo down in the States. Where, where exactly do they have Bonnaroo again, Jim? Uh, I didn't know. I had to Google it. I thought it was California. It's actually Tennessee, just uh, kind of outside Nashville. Okay. Giant Music and Arts Festival. They're full tilt boogie down there. <laughs> full <laughs> with, tilt boogie. Full tilt boogie with the concerts. Bonnaroo is happening uh, June the 16th through the 19th. You got the Thursday night show. Headliner is Griffin. Also okay. on the bills. Uh, the Weather Station, Role Model, Kenny Mason, Recno, The Dip, Nothing. Oh. Uh, do Wait, you know, there's a band called Nothing? I've heard of The Weather Station. Nothing, yeah, is the name of the band, I'm assuming. I, uh, Unless they're just taking a break to clean the stage at that point. <laughs> Downtime, intermission. Oh, it's coming up next. Nothing. Oh, I guess we'll go to the get some food then. No, yeah. nothing's on. <laughs> it would be funny to name your band Intermission. It would be confusing to people. <laughs> I've heard of Griff. I think that's just a DJ guy like uh, Skrillex or something. Just okay. you, know, you know these DJs. <laughs> we should tomorrow on the show with Game of Palooza, we should do real or fake Bonnaroo performer. <laughs> Uh, to uh, Friday night, you got J. Cole headlining The Chicks, formerly The Dixie Chicks, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. They're on there, too. R- Robert Plant. I'm surprised he's not headlining, man. That guy was in Led Zeppelin. <laughs> and Allison Krauss performing together. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> Still Woozy is on the bill. Dayglow, John Summit, L.P. Globby. Giobi? LP Giobi? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Shipwreck? Saturday night, this is a headliner. I'd love to see. Tool is going to be performing at Bonnaroo. Yeah, I know Tool. And Flume will be opening up for them. 21 Savage, Suicide Boys, Black Tiger Sex Machine on the bill. (laughs) Now that's a handle. Pigeons playing ping pong is also in there. Hmm? The PPPP? PPPP. This is a real band, Pigeons playing ping pong. I'm going to have to look into these guys. Yeah, I'm down with that name. That's cool. Backseat lovers. This is fun. (laughs) Bonnaroo performers, Sunday night, closing night, first time ever a female is going to be headlining. You've got Stevie Nicks. Rock legend from Fleetwood Mac on the Sunday of Bonnaroo. Getting that cranberry bump. And who's opening for? Well, Pussifier. Pussifer? Pussifer, yeah, that's... uh, Pussifier. What's his face from Tools in that band? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Uh, Maynard James. I'm just uh, thinking of something completely different. That visual was not good. (laughs) Okay, Lettuce is on the bill. That's fun. Of the Trees. Who else do we got here? Flip, turn, a hundred drums. Wow, they must take a lot of time loading and unloading their gear. In your face, Blue Man Group. And before Stevie Nicks, Machine Gun Kelly, which seems like a very smooth transition between performances. Machine Gun Kelly into Stevie Nicks. And that is uh, Bonnaroo down there in the United States. Not in California. Where is it again, Jim? Tennessee. Yeah, right near Tennessee. There, outside of... uh, Nashville, Nashville. A place called Manchester, Tennessee. Manchester. Nashville's a hot spot for music and the arts, so that makes sense. Was rapper Kodak Black 
having intercourse with a woman in full view at, of everyone at a Florida Panthers game in a luxury box. Hmm. Jim, you sent me this article. I haven't seen the video yet, but just explain what I'm about to look at here. Well, you know, uh, when you go to a Leafs game or even a Knights game, Bulldogs game, there's always the suites where the fancy people sit, you know, where there's like the special yeah. chairs where it has its own bar and everything. Well, the the Lottie Dawes and the Hoi Polloys are always <laughs> up there. Well, he had one of those suites and it looks like he's basically there by himself except for one lady who's bent over right in front of him. It's kind of blurry. The camera is from all the way across the arena and it's zoomed out to the max. This is so it here? in this video, you can see, I don't know if it's an in-house uh, crowd camera or what well, exactly. This, this looks like a guy with his cell phone, the one that I have. Is it, this the one you want me to look at? It's a tweet. It says, I think, I think Kodak yeah. found something better to do at the Panthers game. Okay, because immediately when he sees what's happening, he's zooms away like he caught something bad so but he comes back to it so oh wow (laughs) well they definitely have the attention of the gentleman in in suits in the luxury box next to them (laughs) because they're right in the gap like where between the like oh it looks like he's right in the gap all right i mean right where the stairs go down amongst the amongst the chairs amongst the seats he's like it could not be more on display like she is bent over with her hands touching the ground and yeah like for sure they've got to be having sex i mean they got they got the the tune on too like that's a <laughs> how do you not that's a banging banger right yeah. there i mean even the nosebleed people with the cheap seats are probably going at it but before you get too excited uh I, I am kind of getting video. too excited. Let me just turn, like, <laughs> yeah. close this down here. <laughs> I sent you another video, and this looks like okay, it was released by uh, Kodak Black's people, and this is from inside the suite itself, and uh, shows you what actually happened. I don't know if there's, is there swearing in this? I, I I'm not know. sure. Okay. I listened to it on mute, so. All right. She's got pants on. She's like a small little pair of shorts. Yeah, I can't tell if she's wearing leggings or if those are her leg. I don't know. But they look like flesh-colored plant pants if she is wearing them. It's hard to tell. Right. Because it's kind of a bad video. But uh, they're not doing that. He, he's got his acid-washed jeans on. Uh-huh. So... All a big misunderstanding. She was not having sex with Kodak Black in front of families at the Florida Panthers game. She was just twerking on him hard. Right? <laughs> Still inappropriate, I would say. There's oh, a time and a place. Come on. There's a time and Don't place. Don't be such a prude. Hey, nobody Jim. loves twerking more than I do, Taz. <laughs> but having said that, it's on full display in front of children. Maybe not the best. Yeah, idea. that is a true Kodak moment right there. <laughs> We've been following this story. The Foo Fighters have made themselves a horror movie. They are the stars of the film Studio 666. There was a teaser released a few weeks back, and now we have the official trailer online. Have a little listen to this. Ever since we moved into this house, my mind is flooded. We all have writer's block. This is not just a creepy rock and roll house. (laughs) It allows spiritual entities to cross into our world. Finish the track. Can't we just wait, dude? Bring the drums. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
get a, you get a better sense of what the plot is here. They move into uh, an old, creepy, haunted rock and roll house. <laughs> you know those houses. Uh huh. One of those old things. <laughs> one on every block. And uh, Dave Grohl looks like he's the one who gets possessed and starts killing his bandmates. <laughs> Fun. As long as it doesn't take itself too seriously, I think this will be good, even if it's bad. Oh, it does not take itself too seriously. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So even if it's terrible, like if it's tongue-in-cheek, it'll probably just be fun to watch. It looks like the guys are having fun making the movie. I always like seeing people who aren't actors trying trying their best to act in movies. Yeah. Some are great, and some show you it is an art form. This part of the, the trailer gets me. Bring the drums. <laughs> Dave's eyes go all black. Just play the drums. <laughs> Almost a throwback to Teen Wolf. Give me a keg of beer. <laughs> you know who's in there? Will Forte is in the in the trailer. Mm. MacGruber himself. If you haven't watched MacGruber, the new series, it's now on Stack TV and Showcase. And I, I've seen the entire um, season. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Is it open for a season two or is this a one shot? If if this is all we're getting, it's more than I ever expected, given how uh, the MacGruber movie was a bit of a flop in theaters, but it's become a cult classic. Mm-hmm. And I will say that comedy sequels are very tough to do, mm-hmm. right? And this one is, it's a true continuation of the MacGruber saga. And you know I'm a fan. I've been, I've been championing this movie for a decade now. Mm-hmm. And I will say that the... Uh, the TV series lives up to the hype. We're actually, we're trying to get Will Forte to come on our show. I don't think it's going to happen. I haven't heard we were, back. We were in touch with his people, kind of. You know, yeah. we had the door almost open. We had a little in. But then he got a phone call from Dave Grohl. <laughs> and all of a sudden, his schedule was too full to take a call from Taz and Jim. <laughs> Uh, it's my dream. He'd be one of one of the guys I would love to get on this program someday. Yeah, I feel like it's gettable. I think it's doable. Maybe we'll we'll have to try and get Dave Grohl on the air uh, in the summer when the Foo Fighters are coming to Toronto. And it's like when you date a person because you really want to date their friend <laughs> just get to get closer. Circle? Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, sure, Dave, you can come on our show. But really, we're just using you to get to Forte. <laughs> we got some food news. Why did this take so long, Jim? Apparently, Snoop Dogg is coming out with his own line of hot dogs. It seems like a match made in heaven, right? And they're simply going to be called Snoop Dogs. Um... And, uh, yeah, he's putting it out soon here. The hip-hop legend applied last month for the U.S. Patent Trademark Office, so they'll officially be called Snoop Dogs with two Gs. Um, It's weird, too, because, what was it? A few years ago he said he's never seen a man eat a hot dog. I don't know why he said that or what his issue with hot dogs was, but people thought, like, Snoop hated hot dogs. But now he's embracing the hot dogs. Yeah. And uh, here we go. Well, maybe Martha Stewart talked them into it. They're BFFs, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I don't picture her as a, as a hot dog I, I hear she learned to love them in prison. <laughs> <laughs> Is it hot dog day? Yes. Remember at school when it was <laughs> hot dog day? day? Oh, man, in prison. In prison. Multiply that by 10. <laughs> 
This is uh, this is another interesting food product you're going to see possibly in the near future. Uh, potato chips grown in soil from your favorite NFL team's home field. Remember the Tampa Bay Lightning did this with Coors Light? They melted the ice after winning the Stanley Cup, and they used the water. Yeah, yeah. From the from the ice to make uh, make some beer. Well, this is the same sort of deal. Let's let NFL Hall of Famer Jerry Rice tell us more. Lays took soil from the home grounds of the NFL teams across America and under the careful watch of their farmers, mixed it into separate parts of an actual potato field to create chips infused with the grounds of each NFL team. It's called Golden Grounds, the latest chips you love, grown in the glory of the teams you adore. <laughs> Boy, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. The beer thing is fun. There's a limited amount of ice water that's possible. You don't drink it after. You keep it sealed forever. How big is a potato field? They sprinkle a little dirt? Like, what, how much? A cup? A teaspoon? They, they don't really specify. The chips? Yeah, grown in glory lays. They did it for 29 of the 32 teams. Unfortunately, I know we got some listeners in Ohio. The Browns are not getting potato chips. Bengals not getting uh, chips and Broncos. Well, yeah, nobody wants to eat any Cleveland dirt. Uh-uh. <laughs> Worst dirt in America, they say. I, I'm just surprised, like, as a spokesperson, the big coup here is they got Jerry Rice to promote potatoes. I always, Conflict of interest. Yeah, I always thought rice and potatoes were arch rivals. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Who's the best side dish? I want to see you peacock, cock, cock, you peacock. Time for sports. Taz and Jim and Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. Uh, talking hockey, Evander Kane specifically. And before we, we get into the latest, let's remind everybody about Evander Kane's recent problems and how he's found himself in this situation, Dev. Well, I'll very quickly say a lot of the issues started a long time ago, but in particular over the summer, there was a lot of word uh, breaking that the uh, actual players on the Sharks did not want to play with him anymore because of the distraction he was causing. He has caused a lot of issues uh, trying to adhere to COVID-19 protocols. He's been at the AHL as of late and recently broke AHL COVID protocols with the latest issue being him faking his vaccination status, that being the final straw, that leading to his contract being terminated by the San Jose Sharks, which is a rare move in the NHL. Let's not forget his rabid gambling, who it's still up in the air, hasn't been proven yet, but his ex-wife accused him of gambling against his own team he was playing on. I don't think that's been proven but uh, there's yeah. a lot of smoke surrounding Evander Kane. There, there's definitely been a history of gambling with Evander, uh, but there's no evidence that he was gambling on his own team. Just accusations. That's correct. Just accusations. Anyways, so there's some stuff going on. Um, he is looking for a new home, and there's a Canadian team that may be sniffing him out here. The Edmonton Oilers appear <laughs> to be in the driver's seat <laughs> to uh, sign Evander Kane. Lots of uh, insiders pointing towards the Oilers as a uh, landing spot for Kane, potentially uh, very, very soon, which uh, if you think back to the start of the season, the Oilers were as 
hot as any team in the NHL, uh, and you wouldn't think they need to make a move like this, which seems a bit desperate. Since that hot start, they have fallen on hard times. Uh, the uh, the Oilers have been rebuffing any sort of thought of firing Dave Tippett, but they're kind of desperate right now. They need to make the playoffs, and that isn't a guarantee at this moment. So that is why they are looking at Evander Kane. But if I am a team in the NHL right now, I would not have Evander Kane on my team if he was paying to be on the team. He causes <laughs> that much of a distraction. I, I'm not saying Even if you could get him on a short little contract just till the end of the season to, to maybe boost your playoff chances. Absolutely not. I'm not saying Evander Kane should never have a second chance, but I am not giving him that second chance right now. I'll let somebody else do it. So if the Edmonton Oilers want to uh, jump in that lake, go ahead. But I think Ken Holland might find that uh, that might be his last move as the GM because to me, it just seems like an absolute mistake. Would Holland survey the players? Like, Would he go to Connor McDavid and say, hey, we're thinking of doing this could you see yourself playing with this guy before he pulled the trigger on it? Frankly, at this point, with uh, Connor McDavid being Connor McDavid, I know he's under contract for a, a number of years. I don't want to piss off Connor McDavid. So any big move, Evander Kane or otherwise, I'm saying, hey, Connor, you like this? Are you, are you cool? If not, don't do it because Connor McDavid is is the franchise. They've already traded away Wayne Gretzky in their history. They don't want to be in a position where Connor McDavid one day also is leaving. Kaka. You can get in touch with us by calling or texting 1-833-829-6546. During the show, that's 1-833-TAZ-N-JIM. Here's a text message from a listener. It simply says, Hey guys, just wanted to let you know I would trust a wet fart before I trusted Doug Ford again. Hmm. What's that? It's kind of random. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, probably the back to school thing. Uh, people are skeptical that kids aren't actually going to go back to school on Monday as the province announced earlier in the week. Maybe they do have a reason to be skeptical. Taz, you said you are talking to some parents. They're also skeptical that that's going to happen on Monday. Just got this text to the Taz and Jim line. Hey, guys, in regards to your return to school announcement, the statement was made by Ford's Director of Media Relations and not him nor the Minister of Edu Education. I work for a school board, and we have received no official notice as we have in the past from the ministry. This seems like a ploy to gauge reaction and potentially flip-flop as has been done in the past. Believe it when you see it, I guess, huh? Yeah, I mean, at this point, we have to. There's a lot of stuff said that never happens. It's hard. It's hard. It's, it's a confusing time. You posted a great meme on the Taz and Jim Facebook page this morning, Jim. It's a piece of bread standing like on, on its crust, straight vertically, up, yeah. vertically. There's a piece of cheese and ham in on the top of the piece of bread and then another vertical piece of bread standing up <laughs> and the caption reads if the government made us sorry if the government had a sandwich making program <laughs> which all the parts are there they just can't quite yeah, figure can't, it out can't get it right <laughs> well this is definitely going to be controversial quebec is imposing a tax on people who are unvaccinated. And when I say controversial, I have a feeling that a vax tax is going to be controversial with the people who have to pay it. Yeah, right? the, na the name itself, I know it rhymes, 
But it's all like it's not a, it's a fee or a fine, so it shouldn't be called the vax tax. Well, it's a tax. Uh, Quebec is announcing it'll impose a health tax on Quebecers who refuse to be vaccinated against COVID nineteen. The premier of Quebec made the announcement in Montreal yesterday afternoon as the number of pandemic-related hospitalizations climbs in that province. Quote, a health contribution will be charged to all adults that don't want to get vaccinated. We are there now. He says that uh, all Quebec adults who refuse in the coming weeks to get at least a first dose will be getting a bill. Hmm. Is this going to apply to the boosters, like after the couple months roll over, are, are people who aren't boosted now going to be subject to the fine? This is, yes, they will be. You know, it is. This makes me uncomfortable. Legault touted vaccination as a key to success and urged Quebecers to get all their required doses, including booster shots. So I guess he's encouraging them to get booster shots, but I don't know if officially booster shots are included in this in this tax thing. A um, couple of the arguments that I've seen for this, uh, you do have companies in the United States, not the government, but companies in the United States, which is a completely different healthcare system, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you buy into your, your health insurance through your company, uh, some companies are charging unvaccinated employees more for health insurance now down there. So Delta like Airlines, like if you're a smoker or you're a heavy drinker, if you're trying to get insurance, uh, everyone fudges the numbers on that one. How many drinks do you have in a week? Well, insurance guy, <laughs> probably about 75. Is that bad? <laughs> <laughs> what do you all say? Three. You know, yeah, yeah just social. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, same sort of deal. That argument's been made as well here in Canada. Uh, if you're going to buy alcohol, you're paying a heavy tax on alcohol because um, liver failure, uh, diseases, cancers caused by alcohol use uh, costs the health care system more. Same with cigarettes. You're paying a lot of tax to smoke cigarettes. So those are the arguments that are out there right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the the tax for doing something, like to purchase something and paying a tax on that makes sense. To be fined, which is not a tax, it's a fine, to be fined for not doing something. I could see if you went to the hospital, unvaccinated, took up a seat, sp- and there was money that was spent that potentially couldn't have. But if you haven't been to the hospital... So you think if you go to the hospital and you're unvaccinated and you're taking up an ICU bed, then you should get charged? I don't think you should, but I would understand that argument more. But if you say got sick, didn't even go to the hospital, you know, what have you done? I I don't know. Premier of Quebec says only 10% of the population is unvaccinated, but they're making up 50% of patients in intensive care beds right now. So that weighed into his reasoning for coming up with the vax tax. People who are unvaccinated in Quebec are going to be getting a bill in the near future. <laughs> Doug Ford. Doug Ford, I, does he even want to be premier anymore? People are like, vote him out. I wouldn't be surprised if the guy just left. <laughs> Why would anybody want to Why be would, in the first place? Exactly. Exactly. Anybody. And now he's got to look at what happens in Quebec with this, and he's got to make the decision. He doesn't even know if he wants the kids to go back to school on Monday. I wouldn't want that job. I knew just talking about this story would get people riled up here. The proposed tax in Quebec uh, for the unvaccinated. If you don't get vaccinated, you're going to be charged an additional tax 
in the province of, of Quebec, according to the premier of that uh, province. Uh, got a text message here, Jim. This is from Luke Turnbull. Luke says, I'm not sure why the vax fine makes Taz so happy. I'm vaccinated and it makes me sick. Is this the society you want, Taz? Why did your wife's family come to Canada from Ukraine? Longtime listener, I'm out. Jim is cool. <laughs> I always like that. Jim is cool. You hey, suck, Taz. You suck, you're cool. Hey, Taz, check out the, uh, the London, Ontario Reddit page and see what the city really thinks about you. Your dad keeps your job safe. I'm very confused about a couple a couple of these points. Uh, uh, number one, did I say, Jim, when we talked about this, did I say or did I seem excited that Quebec was introducing a tax on the unvaccinated? No, I think you just took a neutral stance and just said it is what it is and merely said that. And I, w- I kind of went against it and then you maybe played a little devil's advocate just to kind of have a conversation about it. Well, but I, I, don't think- I gave the arguments that are in, yeah. in the news articles uh, for the tax. This is what the Premier of Quebec has said in public. Anyways, uh, I responded to Luke. I said, who said it makes me happy? Not me. You're hearing what you want. See you later. P.S. My dad died seven years ago, you jerk. He never worked in radio in any capacity. This is, if you've been listening to me on the radio for decades, you know, like when I started my career, I was a stunt guy for a morning show in London, Ontario mm-hmm. uh, on FM 96, Pete and Jeff. And they called me Chris, the boss's son, because I had a pretty sweet summer job where I didn't do much of anything. I just hung out at bars and stuff. So they, they said the joke was, hey, how did you get this job? What are you, the boss's son? I was a listener at the time, Taz, grade seven and eight, was a fan. Thought it was a gr- I thought you were the, the son. Like, it was a great right. bit, you know? It was a great character. But uh, I was, I, my, my dad worked in a, a different industry, and unfortunately, he's passed away. Um... <laughs> This Luke guy responds, say on the air you don't support it. You won't. We know what you think. I say, Luke, you're straight on making stuff up now. If it makes you feel better about the pandemic to shoot the messenger and make me a target, go for it. And, you know, I'm fine. I'm completely fine with that. And let's remember, can we please just have civil conversations? You know, one way or another without jumping down each other's throats. You know, I I don't invent the news. (laughs) It's the biggest news story of the day. We have to talk about it. It's our job. Despite what you read on Reddit. (laughs) (laughs) We've got Melissa on the phone. Melissa, you say that you were uh, skeptical about getting the vaccine when it was initially made available here in Canada. I was. Yeah, I, I, like everybody else, questioned the whys and should I, shouldn't I? Definitely. But uh, something recently has changed your perspective a little bit. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, yeah. It's not, uh, you know, it's not just COVID that this is impacting. Um, it's, it's, and the backlog on the medical system, the impact it's having on it, is impacting others in others' way. Um, about a year ago, the beginning of December 2021, uh, a friend's husband, a young, very healthy, fit, active 52-year-old man, started having symptoms and severe stomach pain. 
And the delays in getting his colonoscopy and subsequent testing and diagnostics, it took him three months to actually start getting treated for his colon cancer. And during his very difficult and painful treatment in the hospital, his wife could not even be with him because of COVID mm-hmm. and because of the COVID thing. And the delays in diagnostics because the COVID was backing up everything else and taking up everyone's resources. My friend's husband was dead within six months. Oh, Melissa, I'm sorry to hear cancer. that. It's, you know, it's, a, it's so, I mean, it's not just COVID we're talking about. I understand the trepidations about vaccines and I too question the boosters and, you know, information that's coming out, but it's not just myself. I, I live alone. I have no kids. I have no family. I probably am not spreading anything, but I still got the vaccine because I care about other people and I understand how this is, you know, not just COVID. People aren't just getting sick and dying of COVID. It's the medical system. It's backlogging the medical system so other people can't get treated for other diseases and they're losing their lives over it. Well, Melissa, condolences uh, to you, to your friend, yeah. and her her husband's family and friends. Uh, yeah. that's, Thank you. That's a sad story, but uh, you know, something to think about. And you, yeah, it's you, just another side of it. You you care about other people, and that's what's important. Listen to people, care about people, and have conversations with people. I mean, civil conversations. Civil conversations. Don't yep. bring up the Reddit page. And <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> now <Yep>. I'm curious. <laughs> what are they saying oh. about me on the Reddit page? Oh, you should see what they're saying about Joe Rogan. To everybody's getting it. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Melissa, thank you for the call this morning, and thanks for sharing your story, okay? Thanks, Kevin Jim. Love you. Rural, rep- rural Report. There we go, bud. Now, I know sometimes we, uh, we get a little jokey with the Rural Report. Jim Kelly, our own Jim Kelly, is from a small town, Mitchell, Ontario. So he's always uh, on the lookout for stuff going on in small towns across the Taz and Jim listening area and beyond. Mm-hmm. But there's one story. It's not a laughing matter. It actually makes uh, makes us quite angry, uh, given your proximity. You grew up in uh, Mitchell, Ontario, which is just around the corner from St. Mary's, Ontario, Jim. We've spent time broadcasting from St. Mary's together because multiple times they have won the greatest small town in the Taz and Jim listening area contest. Rightfully so. It's a lovely town. It's a beautiful spot. Uh, But something happened in St. Mary's that has caused outrage. What's going on here? Yeah, if you remember us visiting St. Mary's a couple years ago, you'll remember that we went to the uh, Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame, which is in St. Mary's. It's a cool spot, and it has an amazing... Uh, baseball diamond right behind it, like a beautiful top of the line, perfectly manicured baseball um, uh, uh, diamond. Anyway, over the weekend, some guys, and you know what? I'll I'll be honest. I've done this before. Guys broke into the place and did donuts uh, on the the baseball diamond field. 
I haven't You've done, done it, that at the, the not at a baseball diamond. I've done it in farmers fields. I and in parking lots. I get the temptation. Little Dukes of Hazard do a donut action. here and there. But I mean, give me a break. I guess they drove down the hill. If you know the spot at all, that's kind of behind uh, the diamond. Broke into it somehow. Did according to this article, 10, 20, maybe up to twenty five donuts in the field. Anyway, just a couple, spinning around like the General Lee. Yeah, a couple grand worth of damage. Obviously, they can't fix it till the spring, and the ground uh, thaws out a little bit. But uh, shout out to the uh, St. Mary's Kinsmen who sent us a message this morning. They're working on uh, a GoFundMe and uh, getting some volunteers to fix that. So, can't keep a good small town down, I say. Very nice. Kinsmen, way to go. And Jim, kudos to you because I saw that text message exchange and you have offered to go lend a hand if you can, if they need help repairing the diamonds, really bringing the community together out there in St. Mary's. And if you have any information about who may have done those donuts. I'm sure the OPP in the area, or does St. Mary's have their own police department? Um, I think they do, actually. Yeah, call the St. Mary's police. Yeah, Let them call, know. You know what? Call your old pal Jimmy here. I'll take care of it myself. <laughs> you know I said I like to do donuts, Taz. Get the pitchforks out. <laughs> I'm going to find out where they live, and in the middle of the night... No, I'm joking. Okay, uh, some more small town news here. We are joined by our pal Brent Knowles, Knowlesy from Port Stanley, Ontario. Hey, Knowlesy. Hola, Taz. How you doing? Good. Say hi to Jim. Hi, Jim. Hi, London. And Hamilton. And St. Mary's. Hi, uh, Hamilton. And Brantford. Kitchener Waterloo. (laughs) Let's run down the list here. Uh, Nolsey, uh, some, some big publicity coming your way tonight and for the entire town of Port Stanley. What's happening? Uh, well, they filmed right after the first, uh, lockdown, they filmed an episode of, uh, still standing with Johnny Harris, uh, the, the Newfoundlander that, uh, does a stand up comedian and goes, he goes around, uh, the small towns and, and does a show about uh, troubled times, you could say. Yeah, so I, th- I think uh, he, so he they meets, came like, into Port Stanley and they filmed us um, at the Pierside the Pub, the bar you own. Well, yeah, they they yeah they filmed uh, three or four different uh, Mackies was one of them, the Pierside Pub, uh, the Shawarma Place, and then they talk about the history of Port Stanley. The and history of the, the Shawarma Place <laughs> of the Shawarma Hut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're no longer cool, though, here. Like, they're in St. Thomas now, but it was it was at the time they were uh, they were a big hit. But it was all because the bridge was up. Oh, that's right. They were repairing uh, the bridge that uh, the yeah. separated uh, one end of town from the other in Port yeah. Stanley for a couple of years. But you are going to be featured, Nolsey, on this episode of Still Standing tonight, right? Uh, it's my 15 minutes of fame test again. Uh, okay. He's happening to you, Nolsey. Did you see his stand-up routine? Because what he does is he meets the locals and then he does a stand-up performance uh, with jokes about the small town at the end of the episode. Were you in the in the crowd for that? I was, yeah. They filmed it over at the arena. They did a like a mock stage and it was, pretty, it was really, really fun and really cold at the same time because it was in the fall. But uh, yeah, he's a funny guy. Okay. He, yeah, so it's tonight at 8 o'clock on CBC. 
If you want to see Still Standing featuring our pal Nolsey from the Pierside Pub and learn a little bit about Port Stanley if you're not familiar with the place. Or if you are, you can be like, I've been there. <laughs> I've had French fries at Mackey's. I had a shawarma there. Uh, the funny thing was you and I went and got my limo and I drove him around in the limo and it actually didn't break down this time. Oh, good. Yeah, Nolsey bought a, a giant white limo with a red roof and red flames down the side of it a couple of years ago, and I drove him out to pick it up from the small car dealership he bought it at. <laughs> yeah. So you've got your money worth, you're saying. Yeah, and, and now, he, now he's ushering around CBC royalty in it. <laughs> yeah. Thing yeah. paid for itself, Nolsey. Well, still standing tonight, 8 p.m. on CBC if you want to check that out. I mentioned yesterday I went to the tobogganing hill. Mm-hmm. With my son, an increasingly stressful experience as you age going tobogganing. And uh, this listener agrees with me here, Jim. Taz, I wish you luck. I went tobogganing with my 11 and 13-year-olds last weekend. I can still feel it in every bone, muscle, tendon, ligament. Even my eyeballs are slightly sore. (laughs) I'm over 40, and I forget some days... And I still do things like I was 20. I put on a brave face and I climb that hill over and over again. But if they ask me to go again, I'm coming up with an excuse. Or their dad is going to have to go with them. You know, you don't, you could just supervise, right? He has a fake knee. I doubt that's happening. Getting old is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to go down the hill when you go to this. I know it's tempting. But you could simply supervise, right? Well, I have a, f- a five-year-old, right? So I kind of yeah want to go down the hill with them because tobogganing is dangerous. And a shout-out to the majority of the kids yesterday who were at the hill wearing their helmets because, you know, you, you get going, especially yesterday. It was the ice underneath the snow, and that combo just... And then your son trying to climb up the hill with the sled by himself. Right. Probably not easy either. No, it was kind of funny to watch for the first little bit, but then I'd have to go down and get him every time. (laughs) (laughs) You know how it is. Yeah. You know, just try to get his legs under him. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I, I honestly thought about bringing a lawn chair with me. I wouldn't look down on that. Not a bad fine. idea. Acceptable as a parent to bring a, a lawn chair to the toboggan hill to sure. sit Why back and watch the kids to. go. Just don't put the, the chair on the crazy carpet. Yeah, if you're in your 20s, you know that would be mm-hmm. happening. Or if you're a teenager, mm-hmm. lawn chair plus toboggan. Ooh, this seems like a great idea. Hey, open TikTok. Film this. <laughs> Taz and Jim on a Wednesday. Don't call it hump day, though, because apparently Wednesday is the worst day of the week to have sex. Hmm. This is according to a survey by the adult toy company, Adam and Eve. They polled. Uh-oh. You want to get polled by a, an adult toy company? No, not today. Not on a Wednesday. <laughs> they asked over a thousand adults which day of the week is the best day to get it on. Half of people said they don't have a preference. For people who do, Wednesday and Thursday are last on the list. Just 6% of the vote each. Most popular day, can you guess, Jim? Friday. Saturday. Saturday. Okay, so you're not tired from work. S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y. Night. 
Wait, that, so that makes perfect sense then. You know, the weekends are, what your gut says is obviously the nights you want to make love the most, right? You're going out, you're having drinks, you, likely. So whatever is yeah. furthest away from the weekends, which is Wednesday, would obviously be the worst. And you, uh, you on a Friday, I could see how Saturday could be on a Friday because you get home, you're, you're run down from the week, you need to recharge a little bit. Mm-hmm. Get Fall step on the couch accidentally. Get that motor running. Sunday is third with 12%. That's probably the day with the most afternoon or midday lovemaking, right? A little boredom. Nothing going on. Yeah, yeah. Football game is a bit of a dud. (laughs) Taz is watching his boy Tom Brady in in the background, just loving life. (laughs) This is for you, Tom. Look at that jawline. Look at us. Look at us old boys getting it. Couple of goats, eh, Tom? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and then Tuesday. So Monday, Tuesday, I'm surprised Tuesday, I would think Tuesday, like, well, that maybe that's it, because Tuesday is Taco Tuesday, so do you really want to be making love on Wednesday? I think we just solved the mystery yeah, there. Yeah, a day buffer zone from Taco Tuesday. <laughs> right in time for Thirsty Thursday. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.